Hello, world, and welcome to a very quick intro of the Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden, joined by, uh, you know, someone. You know, I thought I was going to give Travis the copyright strike when we did our WWDC stream, but we didn't. But uh, I'm joined by Travis MCP, who got us a copyright strike. Well, we got a copyright claim. It's not a strike. It's much big, much much bigger difference. It's not a strike. It's a claim. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about this. So we need new music, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know it was a week ago or so when Greg did the intro different and didn't do the music. Everyone was like, everyone's like, bro, uh, you need to do the music. And then here's what happened. I forgot that I actually picked a piece of music from Epidemic Sound, who we love, by the way. And I'm an I'm a, a affiliate of theirs or whatever I am. And uh, I forgot this is a different account. So we got a copyright claim for using the intro music. So we need new music. Uh, everyone says you look blurry in the chat, but that's fine. They don't need to see a high resolution version of you. It's good. Um, that's, that's better for you. It's probably a better thing. Uh, but now we would love to talk to the people in the in the GadgetCast family. If any of you have a cool little intro, kind of like we just did there, that's not going to get our channel shut down, that would be great. Uh, it would be awesome if you would join us. We would love that. And send us a link to our email, which Greg never checks. I check the email all the time now, so that is not true. Well, we're gonna we're gonna check it all the time, that's for sure, because we don't got no music. <laughs> we got <laughs> I check I check the email all the time now, so uh, oh. you know we even got a tribute from uh, from someone who basically sang us a song about like the Microsoft stores closing. So that mm. was a thing. We got we got a tribute uh, from uh, a tribute. Yeah, uh, you know WWE six one nine fan. He's always in the chat, always interacting oh, with yeah. us. And uh, he made a he made a trivia about the uh, Microsoft store closing, which we're going to be uh, talking about today. He says, it's been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you about it when we see you again. I think I think that's a song. So maybe he can yeah, make us is. a song. And, uh, you know, he did that about when Intel and Microsoft stores closing. So it's, it's a goodbye to Intel and a goodbye to Microsoft store closing. And the Microsoft store closing, he he just says, ha, 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 boo, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> So he is, he is, he's pumped about Intel going away. He's pumped about Microsoft stores closing. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, if you're a fan of GadgetCast, which I don't know if there's too many of you out there now after all this, um, <laughs> we, you know, Hey, if you got any musical talent or even if you don't take your shot at making our intro and we will play it live and, uh, we'll play through all the submissions we get, even if we get like thousands which could happen. We could get thousands of intros. Yeah, I mean, I hope we do. It'd be like a, a GadgetCast Got Talent. Maybe we can have people uh, vote on it. That might be fun. Uh, so send be. it into the email address that's in the show notes, or I think there's a link in our description if you are a uh, musical type person. Will says he can make something stupid on GarageBand. I think that's exactly what we're looking for, Will. So if you want to make something very stupid on GarageBand and send it our way, uh, we would love that. GadgetCast Show at gmail.com or uh, tweet it at us at our Twitter. Real Gadget yeah, it is. It's really important. Uh, yeah, there's there's some uh, spider web coming down from my ah, That's why I'm looking at That's right. Show it, must go on. It's just, it's just weird. Anyway, um, so we do have a lot to talk about this week. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Gadget Cast. And of course, if you have... Now, I did get a question about this, so we need to address it. If you have pre-ordered your GadgetCast hat, which I will show here on the live stream, uh, you should be getting uh, You should be getting yours at some point in the not too distant future. 
So don't worry. We have not forgot about you. No. Uh, we really haven't forgot about you because we have really not, not much to do with it at all. <laughs> it's all in the hands of someone else. Here's the here's the pat. Look at that. Look how good that looks in my little crispy camera. All right, cool. So, Greg, Microsoft making all types of moves this week, shutting everything down, shutting down Mixer, shutting down their stores. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, we'll talk a little bit about Apple doing similar things. But, man, two big moves in one week. Let's first talk about Mixer. Just because I think it's kind of interesting that so many, they recently were signing people like Ninja to multi-million dollar contracts. And um, from what I've heard, at least from a drama alert, and I don't know how much of it's true or not. Uh, apparently a Ninja, and uh, I think, I can't remember who the other creator was. Uh, well, because everyone, they're basically, for people who don't know, Mixer is essentially Twitch by Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft bought Mixer a while back. Um, it's gaming, streaming. You can stream from your Xbox directly, but also you can stream from your PC. Well, uh, they started really kind of throwing down and, and spending a lot of money on these top creators like Ninja, who's the top uh, streamer really out there right now. And um, they shut down this past week. Early, I should say they're shutting down in like a week or so with like no kind of like, oh, in like three months we're shutting down. It's like, listen, bro, you better, you better go ahead and get it in while you can, which is leaving a lot of creators in a lurch. Now, what's interesting is those big creators who sign these big contracts are getting paid out. Everyone is supposed to go to Facebook gaming, which I don't think many of those people are going to do at all. Um, but people like Ninja apparently made Mixer pay them out. They have not been with Mixer for a year yet. It was one of the biggest heists in the history of heists. Ninja made out with money. What do you think about this, Greg? I know you're a Twitch streamer at this point. Uh, what do you think about Mixer going down? Well, you calling me a Twitch streamer is kind of like, you know, uh, a little disingenuous, but okay. Uh, it's weird. I know that you've been like, you know, when we talked about like streaming and stuff on like these different platforms, you're like, oh, I, you know, I like Mixer better than Twitch. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that Mixer. I don't, I don't think that's ever going to like take off for some reason, even after all those big buys, spending lots of money on people like Ninja and other people like they spent a lot of money. They threw a lot of money at Mixer. And it could just never get off the ground. Um, but I guess I guess that's like a great deal for Ninja. You go be exclusive at Mixer for like a year and then it's like, well, I guess I get to keep all this money and then go to any platform I want now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what happened. Um, yeah. He is now a free agent, got paid out that money. <laughs> That, uh, you know, he was going to get over years. I mean, multiple years. Yeah. But what a terrible business. Now, first of all, it seems to me, if you are a streaming service, you should be doing well right now because a lot of people are home, especially kids. Like, you should be killing it right now. Everything you do should be killing it. Somehow, Mixer could not figure it out. And in less than, in less than like six or seven months after they signed multi-million dollar deals with multiple streamers, they're shutting up shop. It doesn't make any sense. Like, how could someone not see that far ahead to go, we're not going to make it a year, but we should sign these people. I, something must have massively happened. And I'm really, I want to know the T. That's what I want. I want to know what's happening. Yeah, uh, it seems weird for Microsoft to do this. Microsoft usually puts a little bit more time and effort into their projects as opposed to, you know, someone like Google, you know, thank God they haven't done anything with YouTube like that. That worked <laughs> out for them, thank God. But, uh, you know, Google likes to start off with like a lot of things, like a lot of chat services and all these other services. And then they kind of like go away after like a year or two. Uh, Microsoft putting all that investment into Mixer. And it's strange that we're on the verge of a new console generation 
You think they might be able to do some really tight integration with Mixer, and that could have been a distinction or a selling point for them. And I guess they were just looking at it, looking at all the money they were spending, looking at the numbers of people coming in, looking at ad revenue being spent there, and they were just like, it's not worth it. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, we can't just keep spending all this money. And I think I think it was like, I'm pretty sure what happened is they're like, you know what? Let's get the best. Let's get Ninja. Let's get the guy who's going to get all the views. Then they probably reassessed after a year and went, okay, we got Ninja. How are we doing now? And they probably looked at the numbers and went, wow, this is it? This is all the numbers we got after buying out that, you know, big streamer and all this stuff? And it's like, this is on a, you know, we can't keep doing this. It, it, it's, it's just bleeding money. And after you get like the biggest person on your platform, and if it still doesn't put the numbers up to a point where you want them, you just got to cut your losses and go, this is not worth the time. And especially the investment of, uh, of capital we're throwing at it. Yeah, it says that uh, on August 1st, I guess he announced his exclusive streaming deal um, of last year. And I feel like he's barely been on a year. 20 to $30 million is what people are kind of saying. So yeah, very uh, middle of last. So it's been about a year since they kind of announced that whole deal. Um, I Listen, I'll do a lot of things for $30 million in a year, Greg. I, w- I would do a lot of yep. things that I wouldn't do for, for most people. I mean... What are you gonna? What do you? Would you? Would you do for twenty to thirty million dollars, Greg? I, I'd get rid of Gadgetcast for thirty million dollars. I'm sorry, everyone. I would. But, you know, it'd we be would over. sell this thing. I, I'd sell so, this be, thing so quick. You know, it would be it would be over quick. No more Greg's gadgets. No more Garg's gadgets. You would never hear from me again if someone's like, "Hey, here's thirty million dollars." If you want to cancel me, thirty million's a good uh, number, and I, you know, you'll never hear from me again. If anyone really wants to cancel me, I expect to see a check on my doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> You know, I won't say anything ever again. Uh, I see a, I see a comment in the chat about Dr. Disrespect also getting banned from Twitch, which is also interesting because he is also a very big streamer. Um, and he recently signed a multi-year deal with Twitch. So it's not like oh, Twitch did? had it out against him. They were happy to have him at one point signing a multi-year deal, uh, year deal. And this is like one of like the biggest conspiracies on the internet right now. Because no one knows why he was banned, and Twitch isn't saying anything, and and I think Dr. Disrespect put out a statement going like, they haven't told me why they banned me, which I feel might be a little false. Mm. I feel like they would have told yeah. you why they banned a streamer who they signed a legal contract with. I'm pretty sure they would have to have the lawyers come in and go, here's why we're banning you. Um, but yeah, Dr. Disrespect is, is gone, I guess, so, you know... I'm thinking about starting up my Twitch stream even more, and uh, I'm going to be very respectful. Call me Dr. Respect, and mm-hmm. I will respect everyone who comes to my stream. I will say nice things about you. I think the world's a little too disrespectful. You know, it's funny. Uh, this is an inside joke for the three people in here that, like, watch my stream one time. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a live stream on my Twitch. I don't know if it's archived or whatever, and we were talking about, like, popular streamers on Twitch, and I went... And I think if you look at my Twitch bio, it says this. I think it goes, my life goal is to get Dr. Disrespect to change his name to Dr. Respect and and beat him. So I guess I win. Yeah, Sorry. you do win. Sorry, Dr. Respect. I, I kind of won. So you, you, you got canceled by me. Uh, another another victim. Another victim to Greg. It's amazing that that actually it is. I think I was there when you said that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Because <laughs> think about it. Like, what are the chances of that happening after you say that? It's. It's the curse. Hey, before we get on to the next thing about what Microsoft, uh, speaking of like all of these things, 
I know that you, we should talk about this on the air. Let's do it. You, you got a, a, finally got a tweet back from somebody that you reached out to weeks ago that we want to have on the, on the show. Oh yeah. So, so talk about that. And it's not fish B. It's not fish B. It's not fish B. Uh, but we love fish B at fish B. If you're out there, if you're watching, we love you. And uh, please, please come on the show. Anyway, uh, we so there was an original gadget cast. Uh, apparently, uh, I think we've told the story on, on gadget cast before that we started gadget cast. We looked up the name in the Apple podcast directory and it wasn't taken. So we're like, all right, safe. It's safe. We can take gadget cast. Then apparently Travis discovered that there actually was a show called gadget cast, but it was part of a bigger network like the Detroit podcast network or something like that. And they didn't publish under their own exclusive feed. Like they published under like this massive feed. It was really interesting. Uh, but anyway, they basically like did a hiatus for like eight years. Like they made it, they made a couple gadget cast episodes. Then they stopped doing it for eight years. So either way it was fair game. And we're like, all right, mm. no one's using this thing anymore. We're going to take it. All of a sudden, after we do a couple GadgetCast episodes, they randomly just publish an episode talking, you know, they're like, uh, we saw there's another GadgetCast and it's not too highly reviewed and all this other stuff. And uh, we, me, Travis and I thought that was funny. So ever since then, uh, Travis and I found the people on Twitter and we reached out to them and we said, we want to have you on GadgetCast. And uh, it's been like months since I sent out that tweet. And then he finally, the guy from the other gadget cast, this is such a confusing story, finally <laughs> responded to us. And uh, he said he'd love to be on the show and he wants to come promote his new show with a new name change. So I think we win. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. So hopefully Greg will, will get that all scheduled out. Mm -hmm. um, we know the success rate of Greg. So maybe, maybe not. Um, we hope. We hope. Because can you imagine the gadget cast versus the original gadget cast meeting for the first time, the superpowers of podcasting. And uh, we will try to officially take that name over right then and there on the middle of a gadget cast show. We hope that they will, will join us. That'd be fun. Yes. Makes for, makes for interesting, interesting television shows. Okay. So Microsoft shuts down mixer. Then ladies and gentlemen, earlier this week, they shut down their, Stores, which, by the way, if you've never been inside of Microsoft stores, are actually pretty cool. There's some pretty cool stores. Now, of course, obviously, COVID's not helping helping people go to malls, despite what I've seen driving around lately. Um, they were apparently already thinking about closing all of these stores down, um, but obviously, COVID just kind of sped everything up. Uh, they're closing all of them down. I do like that they are apparently giving everyone access to other positions within Microsoft's company if they work there. But I will say that it's kind of a bummer because it uh, it it offered some really cool options to go check out things like Xbox, virtual reality, um, you know, anything Microsoft related, really cool stuff. And I think it's just bad in general that something like this did not work because Microsoft, besides Google, is the only other like big company, maybe Samsung could do this, where a store like that would actually potentially work. But I guess it didn't. Yeah. Now they are keeping like a few of the locations kind of open and a little bit like rebranded into like this like experience center, right? Like a uh, New York, um, I think like in Washington, they're keeping like a few stores, but ba but basically the Microsoft stores are closed. Um, yeah, it's you know the thing about the Microsoft store is like it was kind of like a 
you know, being kind, like kind of like a copy of the Apple store, like the Microsoft version of it, which isn't bad, but it kind of had like a similar like layout and stuff like that. And it was just a lot less popular. Like if you went to like a mall and you pass by the Apple store, you would just see tons and tons and tons of people crowding it. You walk by the Microsoft store and sometimes there's more employees than people in there as, as, as my experience. I did like the Microsoft stores. However, I thought uh, they had a lot of cool products in there. They're basically showcasing the best like Windows stuff that they had there and some cool technologies. I got to experience HoloLens at a Microsoft store. I would have never got to experience mm. that, I think, anywhere else. And that was a really cool demo, being able to experience augmented reality in that store and, and get that all set up. Um, it, it was pretty like a, like a mind-blowing demo. Uh, they also had like their like flagship computers there. So I like to play around with the uh, Surface Studios when those first came out. I thought that those were like really cool. So I did like that they had their own stores and you could go and, and experience that stuff. It seemed like the most popular thing at the Microsoft store though, and I don't know if you see this, Travis, if you ever went there, uh, you would just see a lot of kids on the computer playing games and a lot of kids playing Xbox as like it was like a demo station. <laughs> oh, you're muted. That is true. It, you're, it was very much that the last time I went to a Microsoft store. I mean, that was pretty much all it was. If, uh, I'm really honest. I went there to look at some Xbox controllers myself. So maybe if they did like an Xbox, uh, an Xbox store. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the Microsoft stores were kind of big. If they got a maybe half size uh, GameStop in mall kind of location. I know GameStop's kind of struggling a little bit. By the way, you can't even buy an Xbox or a PlayStation right now. I mean, I, I've been all over creation looking for something. You can't find them. But um, yeah, it's uh, unless they're, uh, if you go to Amazon, they're charging way too much, way too much. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's I, maybe conceptually, it just wasn't. They looked at Microsoft, or sorry, they looked at what Apple was doing, and they were like, hey, we can do that. We have a lot of stuff. And Microsoft does have the same amount of products, but they don't have the brand loyalty that people have for Apple. And as much as I talk about brand loyalty being bad and people need to get away from it, it exists, and Apple can leverage that into a successful store. Now, here's the weird thing. That store, Apple stores, no matter where I've ever been, are always like, they're so full all the time. I've been to some of the really big ones. I'm into the medium sized ones. They're ridiculously full all the time. And you're like, why are there so many people in here? It makes sense when a new product is coming out, but when you're in the middle of nothing coming out and everyone and their mom is in there, they do a couple of things. Number one, they teach you how to use Apple products. So you see the older people in the little section back there. You got, of course, the section where you get your stuff fixed. There's a lot of, they figured it out. They have figured it out in some way. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the Apple stores, it's more like to kind of go and experience the product a little bit. And then they also have like the, uh, like you said, like the repair stuff with like the genius appointments. So it's kind of like that mesh of things where people are going to experience the products and then people are also going to get repair and information done that makes them like so popular. Um, and then they are popular throughout the year. Like Travis said, it's not just like, hey, the iPhone launched. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people in the store trying to check it out. But it's like you go throughout the year and, and it's like every one I pass, it is always one of the busiest stores at any uh, mall I go to. And it's it is weird how, you know, you would think like how many people really need to get the hang of like these Apple products, especially like after you've used like one of them, uh, you, you usually get the hang of it. And it's like, but nope, people still pack that Apple store. I'm 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 a little bummed that the Microsoft store is going away because it's more of like a it's it's like a broader story that most retail is kind of struggling. It's not just Microsoft. 
Um, a lot of retail struggling. And as we see, like, you know, I love Amazon and all that stuff. I buy so much on Amazon. But, uh, you know, people are people are converting to online shopping. Um, you know, we might we might live in a world where there's not too many physical retail locations you go to anymore. Uh, I know Apple was trying to kind of shift their stores to more of an experience kind of thing and focus less on sales there. But I think they kind of backed off on that after they uh, uh, Angela Earhart's left. Uh, they kind of they kind of changed that a little bit. But hey, I don't know. Poor Microsoft. Yeah. It- I'm sad about it, but speaking of closing things, but not permanently, Apple had to close down a couple of their stores as well, but mainly about Corona as we're seeing a new explosion of that very um, terrible uh, virus. So, you know, these companies that are being impacted financially, some are, are just straight up closing up. For the first time in a long time, I actually went out to a Best Buy near me because I was just curious. And when I went to the little, it's in a little strip mall, just store after store, out of business, going out of business, out of business, going out of business. And it's kind of scary because I have no idea once everything gets cleared up, how many of these places in this area where it's just a big mall with a bunch of shopping places are even going to be open? Like even some of the, some of the phone stores were closed. I think like the T-Mobile store, like it was closed and like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm really like, I'm concerned about our economy. Um, but from a tech perspective, you used to be able to, at least where I live, you used to be able to go a bunch of different places. Used to be able to go to Fry's, Best Buy. A long time ago, we had Circuit City, like all these things. Now these places are kind. Of, I went the Best Buy I walked into the 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 shelves were pretty bare, and that's weird. That is just weird. Like to the degree that it looked like hours after a Black Friday type, like empty. Um, so I I don't know what to think about. Is that because <clears throat> it's not because they sold out of things? At least I don't believe so. I think it's a. I think it's a couple things. Number one, it's getting shipments in from overseas. The, the case in point, the Playstations and stuff you can't find. I guess they're still struggling to get that stuff in. And and secondarily, they're just not stocking up because they don't see a lot of people coming in, and that's dangerous. If Best Buy goes away for electronics, bruh. Yeah, and bruh. Uh, Best Buy's Best Buy's the weird one because it's a store that wasn't doing too well, and then all of a sudden they they started doing well again after shifting some of their priorities, and now it looks like with uh, COVID, it's like speeding up their demise again. Uh, because like you said, those component stuffs. If you're trying to like, I, I want to kind of like get into building a gaming PC, finding the right components, the ones you want, extremely difficult right now, if not impossible. Um, same thing. Uh, the minute a Nintendo Switch goes online uh, for sale on Amazon, sold out within minutes. Uh, I knew yeah. someone who was looking for just a base model PS4, could not find it. Could Same. not find a base model PS4. And it's like, th- this: the PS4 is at the end of its, you know, we're going to have a PS5 yeah. in a few months. And it's like, this yeah. should not be a system that should be hard to find. It should be, it should be readily available anywhere you want to go. So it's, you know... And it doesn't matter whatever the situation is, whether it's people not going to stores because of the virus or because, uh, you know, the supply chain's a little messed up and priorities are shifted elsewhere. These stores get impacted anyway because they have to make their sales figures. And I'm sure that's what happened with Microsoft. They, they you know, I'm sure COVID, even if even if Microsoft stores weren't doing too well, I'm sure COVID just sped that up to a point where, you know, maybe Microsoft stores would have been around another five years. And then, and then you know what? They looked at the COVID thing. They went, how long is this going to take to recover? Even when our stores were at full capacity, how well were they doing? And they were just like, you know what? 
it's not worth it. Just like the mixer deal, right? It's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to keep spending all this money on an endeavor that's just clearly not working. Uh, yeah, I want to address just two real quick things from the chat. Matt McCourt says something that I is actually really, it really hits me because I think about this all the time. He says, what's scary is the folks that are losing their jobs like that. And that always hits me. Whenever I see a business go out of business, I always immediately think about that because I've been hit by that, you know, once, uh, once or twice in my life. So I totally, totally, totally understand that and feel that 504 also says, I hope physical stores don't completely disappear. It gives an excuse to leave the house a thousand percent. Amen. I am good with being home a lot of this time. No problem with that. Love shopping online, but every so often, just let me go out and let me walk down the aisles, look at the electronics. You know, maybe I want to buy one then and there at that very moment. Um, maybe I just want to see them in person. The Magic Keyboard was one thing we never got to see in a store before we bought it. We just bought it and had to hope that, you know, it was good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we come out of this, where tech comes out from this. CES is still scheduled to perhaps happen in January, which is crazy. I don't know if that's really legitimately going to happen, but they are legitimately planning for it. Now, January, a lot of things can change. A lot of things can change between now and January. However, it's only January. First of all, it's only a couple months away. Secondarily, I, I, having been to CES myself now, knowing how many people they cram into a not small space, but how many, like there's always someone within three feet of you. Always, always. Always. There were times where trying to get into an elevator, there were 15 to 20 people in every single time. Not, you know, every once in a while I get to an elevator to go in somewhere in a hotel or whatever. Oh, 15. Okay. The next time you go to the elevator, nothing. Like every time you went to the elevator, it was like 15 people getting in. It's like, we're in a weird place right now. I don't like to talk about the virus. We've been in it for months and months and months, but we need to think about moving forward. First of all, make sure you wear those masks. And secondarily, like where is tech going to be? So many of these companies are learning. They have to have some type of remote part of their business. And if they do not have it, they will fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the CES thing is, is I, I'm getting those emails going, hey, want to take this survey and tell us how we can make CES a safer and better experience for you? And I was like, yep, don't hold it. I <laughs> like yeah. do not hold it. You know, Vegas is like kind of fully open and uh, you can go into casinos, no mask or anything. So the, the floodgates are open on Vegas. Uh, I don't think it's good, but I mean, you look you look at the cases rising. We probably shouldn't be talking about this, this is a downer. Let's t you know what? Let me tell you a funny story about uh, malls and bad luck. Okay. Let me tell you a Jersey uh -oh. story. <laughs> okay. There's a mall. There's a mall by me called the American Dream Mall, formerly known as Xanadu. Uh, this is a mall that has been trying. They've been trying to build this mall since I was a kid. Since I was a kid, they've been trying to build this mall, and they have faced setback after setback after setback. Uh, I think they started it in like 2000 and immediately had to stop like after 9-11. Just had to stop. Like they lost the funding, everything, right? Uh, then eventually they started getting funding. They started making it. They had like the buildings up and then they lost funding again. And then Travis, then Travis, <laughs> they finally got the funding. After like oh. 20 years, they opened up. They opened up. And then coronavirus hit like a month later. Oh, bruh. <laughs> bruh. That place is just not supposed to exist. It's a curse. I think if I think if that mall is destroyed, everything bad in the world goes away. 
I think that's the curse. I think that I think it's like you know, uh, that was built under some sacred ground, and I think that needs to be destroyed. So you're asking me. Another another thing is, uh, I was I was driving today, and I passed by an IHOP. So so in Jersey, oh, yeah. you can do outdoor dining now. There was a lot of people eating outside in an IHOP parking lot. I was a little concerned. I'm like, is is IHOP really? Is it worth the risk? Is IHOP worth the risk, Travis? What do you think? <laughs> Bro, I, I was at, uh, so it's law here in Washington state that you need to be wearing a mask if you're in the inside or outside where you can't socially distance. And I will tell you right now, the amount of people I saw in a scenario where they cannot socially distance, but did not wear a mask was frustrating. I don't know if this is the case in other countries. I know we are an international podcast, a worldwide podcast, mm. but, um, here it's terrible. Um, real quick, I see a couple people asking if we would do a gadget cast mask. We would, but I don't. I don't have any kind of faith that y'all would buy it. Like we talk about it, I just don't have faith in the gadget no, cast. No. Listen, we got a lot of people listening, but not a lot of people buying. It's I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no gadget cast mask. Go buy those hats first, and then we'll talk about the mask. Yeah, get the, <laughs> then we'll talk about the mask. Here, buy a couple patches, put it over your mouth. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, that's a uh, CDC approved. <laughs> yeah so um yeah it's not listen i like ihop chocolate chip pancakes i'm in for that love those never gonna risk my life for them it's just yeah, not gonna happen uh, you know you get the you know you eat at high hop and uh you get the stomach gurgles uh you know it's not worth it um the gurgles <laughs> you get the gurgles uh so <laughs> i mean man it's like corona cast again uh apple is closing its stores again in a lot of the states where this is like flaring up so uh mm -hmm. texas Florida, uh, I think a couple others. They're reclosing their stores, which I say is bad news for those states. Those states should be really paying attention because I remember when this pandemic started and it basically started with Apple going, we're closing our stores when there was like two cases here. And we're like, huh, they're closing their stores. And then things got bad over the next couple of months. So I mm. think I think Apple knows uh, some things about uh, how bad this really is. So... If you're in those yeah, states, I mean, I'd be careful. Apple is forfeiting a lot of money. This is—they're not taking this lightly. Uh, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as a company is willing to shut down a, a large portion of their business, now Apple's lucky because they can still make money online. But there are certain, uh, you know, retail stores that don't make very much money on their website because a lot of times their website's terrible. So <laughs> they actually rely on their brick and mortar, which is kind of a bad, not smart at all. Obviously, now we're finding out. So I think it's going to be really important for any person that comes, any company that, that starts to be created from this point forward to have a very strong focus of online, because here's the really scary thing. Uh, COVID is weird because it's it's deadly to some people, but not all people. So some people just ignore it and some people think it's overpiped, which is intensely frustrating. But imagine if this was like a 100 or even say 80% deadly virus, it would be devastating because we... It's like a movie. It's like a bad movie. It's a bad movie. What restaurants do you have for pancakes in the U.S.? IHOP would be one of them. Denny's would be another. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's scary. We. I, we. I don't know how we got talking about this. Okay, let's let's talk about something else. We, we, about I mean, we basically set ourselves up for uh, a depressing show. At now looking at these <laughs> topics in hindsight, I think we set ourselves down for, <laughs> for just a depressing show. I mean, I, you know, maybe we should have done uh, some some uplifting topic. 
Oh, you know what we can talk about is right before the show went live. That was interesting. We had, um, of course, the winner of the GadgetCast headphones, Tish, on in the live stream. If you'd like to see that, go to uh, youtube.com slash GadgetCast. You also can see all the technical difficulties I had uh, right before we went online. And she opened up uh, her, her headphones. She didn't even open her headphones up. She just opened the autographed picture from Greg himself with a really nice uh, written note. Greg, uh, I mean, she was she was taken away. She was blown back. She was... Uh, she. I don't know what she might have had gas, but I look on her face. I don't know. Maybe that picture gave her gas. I'm not sure, Greg. But what made you do this? I I was kind of blown away when you showed me the picture uh, like a week or so ago. I'm like, what? What? What were you thinking? What is that picture from? And how can we show it to everybody? Because everyone needs to see it. That is a picture of yours truly. Uh, you know, just looking stunning in a nice little suit and tie and. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it'd be funny. Like, let me just send a signed autograph, unwarranted. Like, who 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 actually wants this signed autograph? And let me include a little note with it. And I thought it was funny, so that's why I did it. I thought, you know, this would be funny. <laughs> what is the picture from? What is it, the picture from? It's just a picture of me at like a uh, <clears throat> concert, <laughs> little classical Wait a minute, music hold on for a second. <clears throat> concert. Oh, is that why you're wearing a suit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you fancy? Mm-hmm. Uh, this right. is unusual. Yep, NJ, NJ. I don't think of you as fancy. NJ Pack. I'm a I'm a classical music fan. We've we've talked about Bach on the stream before and uh, Beethoven. So you know I got it all fancy over here. Yeah, you uh, I, you continue to amaze me by the things that I don't know about you. <laughs> so so there's so much you don't know about me. Yeah, we can keep it that way. We should tell people that we actually have a special episode coming up on uh, this, what, Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, on Tuesday, you're going to want to stay tuned. It's going to be double gadget cast. Uh, we got very special guests coming on. You notice we're not talking a lot about what happened at WWDC, even though there's so much news we could be talking about. And uh, that's because on Tuesday, we're going to kind of have a special show going over more of it. And we're going to have Renee Ritchie back on the show, fan favorite Renee Ritchie, and also Luke Miani back on the show. For some reason, uh, people wanted him back on the show. I didn't think he was that good the last time. So, But I like Renee a lot. So we're going to have those two uh, Apple experts on, and we're going to talk a bunch of Apple stuff. So if you don't like Apple, uh, probably don't tune into that show. Now, you know what? Tune in because Travis will be there looking all confused like, what's going on? Well, that's true. That's 100% what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, oh, listen, I don't have to say much. I'm just going to sit here and can look at the chat and talk in there. It's going to be a Travi light version of GadgetCast. So, uh, and but, that's, hey, that's Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for a special edition of the GadgetCast. I better see everyone here because uh, it's going to be a good show. We've never had we've never had two guests on GadgetCast at the same time. So it's going to be four people. Yeah. We've never done that. So it's going to be interesting to see that. I just want to point out quickly in the, in the chat, uh, KB from LV says... I can't see Greg out in public, period, which I think uh, me either. I don't know. I don't know how that would be. That'd be weird. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not one of those things that uh, you would see very often. So anyway, that's YouTube.com slash GadgetCast if you want to check that out live. But we'll, we'll have the audio, po- uh, the audio upload afterwards. So if you can't make the live stream, don't worry about it. We got you covered here on the cast. Yes. Please send us music because I'm realizing that even the, ant- the outro is going to be difficult <laughs> later on. <laughs> Oh no! You're right about that. You're right about that. I can figure it out though. I, I you know, I can time it or whatever. Back time. Also, let me know if you guys listen uh, like the way my voice sounds. I've changed a couple settings on uh, my roadcast. Did we get any emails this week? 
Uh, yeah, the emails I mentioned in the beginning of the show. <laughs> what did you mention? I was I was so flustered by what by what happened. we had the oh, tribute to Intel. You know, Intel going away, uh, and then uh, tribute to Microsoft going away. So that's that was like that a was poem. Email. It was it was like a poem. We have a guest pitch, uh, which I probably shouldn't talk about on the show. Oh, and we got some other stuff. Uh, you know, we had that email from six one nine WWE fan uh, about his appearance on the show. Where oh, I didn't hear his question. Yeah. If it's all right for him to, to <laughs> if it's all right, six one nine's here. I love that email. I would, if it's all right to us to read it on, if it's cool, six one nine. I would love for Greg to read it because as I was hearing it, it was funny because if you were here, was that during the um, the aftercast or was that during the actual podcast? I can't remember. When we, oh, it was aftercast because we had, so every once in a while in the after we uh, record our live stream, we do. You know, we do some stuff. We let people on and we invited people who were watching the show onto the cast. And when we brought 619 on Greg's audio or something, something messed up with Greg. And it was pure bedlam after that. Okay. He says, sure, go ahead. Um, And it just confused everybody. And it was awkward. Greg. So funny. I, I everyone in the chat was laughing. Definitely hilarious stuff. What is what does 619 say about that? He says, so I rewatched the part when I asked my question. Now I understand why Greg couldn't hear me very well, but Travis could. So what's your excuse? But Travis couldn't hear you, by the way. I learned that afterwards. Uh, I think the problem was the headset I use, it doesn't have a good mic. Yes, the audio was hard to hear. I, it was such a shock when your camera went off. Uh, and after I went on, so it made me even more nervous. But at the same time, other folks, I don't like my own voice and face also. So thanks for understanding how mentally hard that was for me. It's mentally mm. hard for all of us, 619. So don't worry about that. Regardless, it was amusing. Everyone else loved it. So it's all good. But for the love of God's beautiful green earth and crystal blue water, don't <laughs> screw up the intro music again. Which, by the way, I think we just did this week. So... <laughs> We gave him, we, we, we completely disrespected 619 WWE fan. So we apologize. Hilarious. For that. We apologize. Hilarious. For that. Definitely appreciate the feedback from the fans. Um, before we uh, wrap this up, Greg, uh, we need to get the push. We need to, you know, it's not often that I'm going to say something positive about Greg, but I'm going to, I'm going to say something about, and I want us to rally around Greg, believe it or not. This is going to be the only time this is going to happen. This, oh. Where do you get the hats? Uh, you go to gadgetcast.net if you want the hats. We need to rally around Greg, ladies and gentlemen. He is still a ways away, but within striking distance of 100,000 subscribers. And as someone who I, I consider him my friend, he's an obnoxious friend, but he is a friend indeed. I want him to get there as soon as possible. So please, if you know people who love Apple products, please send them to Greg's channel, Garg's Gadgets on YouTube and have them subscribe. We want to get him to 100,000 because he's going to live stream on his channel for the first time ever at that point, which is going to be amazing. And uh, maybe we'll do the super live stream. Now, we I have this idea, and I've had it for a long time, that we would live stream across my channel, his channel, and GadgetCast all at the same time and have everyone come in, have all the greatness, have the, the fans from everybody come at one time to become the biggest GadgetCast gathering ever. Greg can do it. He is very close. Yes. Uh, listen, I know you're trying to push us off, but uh, we're, yeah, maybe we'll get there. We'll see what happens. My video uh, the other day did okay, so maybe soon. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, Travis. You're, listen, you're going to get there, buddy. It, it, uh, I, I, 
yeah, it, it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, listen, now, can you hear how how like uncomfortable he is right now? I love it. I love every minute of this. This is really the reason that I'm giving him props because he can't stand it. If you can see his face is terrible. Now, go ahead. What were you going to say next? Uh, please don't subscribe and don't watch my content. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, I want to talk about some something else besides me before we end the show. Uh, just because I'm not sure if we're going to touch on it too much on Tuesday's show. And, and it's been a thought because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much Apple stuff we have to get to. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about this because I might actually do a video on it. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, All right. As someone who doesn't own a Mac yet, uh, I kind of wanted to <clears throat> talk about this. So we know our Macs are coming. We know the transition yes. is happening. Uh, Apple says we're going to see one by the end of this year, and they say full two years to fully transition over to uh, these ARM chips on all of their computers, laptop and desktop, which is something we didn't know, by the way. We, I, you know, A lot of us were just going, well, they're going to do laptops first, and then maybe they'll do desktops like five. No, two years, everything. So there's obviously Macs for sale right now. There's MacBook Air that just came out. There's a 13-inch MacBook Pro that just came out. Uh, would you recommend or would you even consider buying an Intel-based Mac right now? Would you, like, is it, do you think it's a no-go or do you, do you think there's some merits to actually buying one? Yeah, I mean, if you need one now, sure. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have any fear because the one thing Apple has done over the course of all this time, and they have reinforced it with iOS 14, is they have supported old hardware for a very long time. I think I even mentioned this in one of my videos recently where I said to their own detriment in a way, where they could force people to upgrade by, why are they supporting the iPhone 6S and the original SE right now? They don't have to. They don't have to with iOS 14. They totally don't have to, and no one would begrudge them that. I mean, it's been, what, five years or something? Now, the ARM-based stuff is going to be amazing. If it's, it should hopefully be less expensive. That's, that's a big deal. If it doesn't save power or money, it's going to save power. We know that for sure. If it doesn't save me money, I'm not as excited about it, right? I'll be honest. It'll be nice to get a savings on power, but if ARM-based Macs aren't much less expensive, then I'm kind of like, okay, well, that's cool. But Apple has shown time and time again, they will support you for a long period of time. Case in point, this new Mac OS what does it support now? If you like, how old is the is like the oldest Mac that it supports? Do you know? Uh, mm. I think like the 2013 MacBook Air. That's seven years. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'm super excited about the Mac stuff, but I just don't feel the ARM stuff. But I don't feel like you have to wait if you need something right now. Man, see, this is one of those areas where like I kind of agree with you, and then I kind of don't, and I'm very conflicted as someone who has to give buying advice to people right now. I'm very conflicted because any in all my latest videos that have to do with this arm transition, uh, people are asking me, should I buy a Mac now or should I wait? And it is a really hard question for me to answer right now because there's so many unknowns. Um, I can I can play both sides and see merits to buying one now or waiting. Uh, traditionally, when you have new hardware, when you're and and this is a this is a transition that's very hardware based and software based. They got to transition all of their apps over to uh, running on the ARM platform. And y- you know <clears throat> we can look at Apple's past, and sometimes they release some pretty buggy software releases. So who knows? Will this maybe they're being a little too aggressive with this ARM Mac being out by 2020? Uh, you don't know if it's going to run even all of their apps well. 
And even if it runs all their apps without, you know, any issues, uh, is it going to support legacy apps that didn't have time to update? Or again, we're talking, we, you know, we kind of started the show off about investment and when it's time to cut something off. There, there's probably going to be a lot of apps where people go, you know what? We had a good run with this app. We made a lot of money on it, but not that many people use it anymore. So right now, you know, Apple's transitioning. Now's the time to cut it off. We're not going to support this app going forward. The, the, you know, the Mac's an old platform. There's a lot of older apps out there. Uh, even when they transitioned from 32-bit and then said, you know what? You have to have 64-bit apps on the store. There were a lot of 32-bit apps that people love that didn't make that cut. And you know what? It's just sad. It's just it's over. Like, you can't use that app anymore, even if it was something that you use, like, every day. And it might be hard for people like us to understand because we're constantly moving to new things. But there's people that learn software, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a reliable phone. They're like, I love this phone. Why would I ever want to get rid of it? This software does what I need it to do. Um, I look at, uh, Apple's, uh, photo program aperture and that was, that was a thing, right? It was only supported on 32 bit systems. And when they moved over, Apple stopped supporting that like years ago. They said, we're not going to make a photo editing app anymore, but it was, it still worked on older Macs. So people who transitioned over couldn't use that photo editing program anymore. And there were even professionals, Travis, even professionals who still relied on that photo app because they learned it so well that it was just such a time saver. Like, for example, say if Apple said, uh, we're not going to update Final Cut anymore, but you can still use it on your Mac. I would probably still keep using it for a couple years because I'm just so used to it by now. I, I probably wouldn't look to transition over to anything. On the other hand, and I'm sorry if this is a long argument, on the other hand, these are Macs, if they do everything the iPhones and iPads do, are going to be such a substantial upgrade hardware-wise hardware over these Intel Macs in so many different ways. Power, battery life, heat, Mac laptops, as a lot of my viewers know, they get pretty hot when you're when you're. Uh, using them for like performance. If you're if you're editing like Final Cut and you're exporting, those fans whirl up. They get really hot, especially in like summertime. Uh, I feel like our Macs aren't going to have any issues, especially if they still have cooling fans inside of them. And I feel like they could even be less money, or the money they're saving by just using their own chips and not having to pay Intel. They could put in better features. They can put in the touch screens. They could put in Face ID. They can put in 120 hertz displays, you know, like the feature set is up to Apple at this point. So it's so hard for me right now. And I'm thinking about making a video, but even then I don't know what my conclusion would be because there's, there's so many unknowns. I feel like my expert advice would say to wait if you can, wait if you can. If you have a laptop and it's still working or you have a desktop is still working and it's getting you by, wait. Because even if you wait, you'll have options, right? You could see, oh, the ARM transition didn't go over too well. Let me pick up one of these older Intel Macs on sale. Or you can go, wow, these, these new ARM Macs are so powerful and have so much battery life. I want one of those. So it's hard. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, th I think... I think at the end of the day, you got to go with what you know. Uh, we know for, uh, you know, we know exactly what the current Macs can do. We know what their, the good things are, what the bad things are. If that's going to fit your needs, done. Buy it. Do it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you have to worry about them not being usable in a couple of years. It's just not a thing. But uh, yeah, to Greg's point, the future is on, yeah. and that is definitive. Yeah, And it's not even like, I don't think Apple's going to be like, oh, well, 
Intel isn't supported in two years. Sorry. I think it's more just like you're going to see those new computers and they're just going to be better in every single way. And you're just going to be like, man, maybe I should have waited. And you know what? You're right on one end, right? You want to start video editing today and your computer broke. What are you going to do? Not do your work for six months and wait? Obviously, you can't do that. Um, someone says they totally agree with me. I just argued each and every side. So I, <laughs> what, I don't, you agree with me that you're confused and you don't know what to do? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, you, you could say this. You could say, again, if battery life improves, which it should, right? It if should. If battery life improves and if the price goes down, which I don't know if that's going to be the case, then it's very compelling. I, but battery life and heat, I think and you'll have as many. Here. I think you'll have as many price options as you do now. And mm -hmm. what's not to say now that they have their own chips, they can be like, you know what? We have a three hundred twenty-nine dollar iPad. Why not a five hundred dollar MacBook? And we can make it pretty mm -hmm. good because you. At, mm -hmm. We've seen from Apple in recent years. Apple's got a very compelling iPad, a very compelling Apple Watch, uh, and even a very compelling iPhone now at very low price points. The only thing they don't have, as me and Travis have tried and study for a video, is a MacBook around that price point. And you know what? Now they can kind of do it. So we'll see what yeah. happens. We'll see what happens. It's an exciting time for tech, even I, though we did have some, listen, I'm some so, earlier weird yeah, stuff. Hey, as, as, as dark as the beginning of this show might have been for some people, <laughs> I have never felt, after this WWDC coming out of it, especially for the stuff I cover... I have never been more excited to be in like in this field of what I'm doing because the the thing we witness Apple do at WWDC doesn't happen every day. Like I wish I was like a YouTuber back when they transitioned originally. YouTubers didn't even exist back then, right? Like it wasn't a thing. Like I'm going to be able to cover it is exciting. Is exciting. <laughs> Well, look, everybody, we appreciate you joining us. Um, we're going to do a little aftercast action here. If you are still looking to grab a hat or a patch, you can go to gadgetcast.net and get that order up. We'll get it to you as soon as possible. We're working with um, our uh, vendor, if you want to call him that, uh, helping us get that out. But uh, definitely make sure you subscribe. Leave us a, a nice uh, review on Apple, please. We've, got, we've, been, we've, we've been taken to task a couple times lately, which is fine. We're all about that life, but uh, leave us a nice one if you haven't done that already. That'd be nice. Yeah, or right, leave right, a right. negative review and just make it really funny. So, right. that would, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. You know what? Why don't you uh, leave us a five-star review, but still leave a funny one? I think that's the best of both worlds. Please leave a funny one, regardless <laughs> of what it is. There's, a, there's so, a lot of funny ones, by the way. There's a lot. There are some great ones. Go through if you have us. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go through some of the reviews. There are some. There's some good ones. There's Craig. C-R-E-G, I think one guy called you. Yep. Um, there's some good ones in there. Make sure you check those out. Um, yeah, so let's do the aftercast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on GadgetCast. Of course, as always, he's Greg. I'm Travis. And I'm trying not to get us a copyright claim by waiting until the last about seven seconds or so of our intro song to come up and finish this out. Mm -hmm.